0: Alex, like no, no. no. you, yeah. right. well, you cooking? Grind like a skater, I gotta get paper. Minimum wage don't put food it's on the boy. table. Like little cocoa guys, but I'm so big. in the Spanimus. Um, I know a lot of y'all got questions about the last podcast I, you know, put out. But that was just a little introduction to the squad, you know, Wave God Savages, W-A-V-E. G-A-W-D space S-A-V-A-G-S that's the group right there so I mean you got to meet you know Armand you got to meet Mike, Josh you got to meet my partner in crime, Wave Guy so I mean the whole thing behind that podcast was I set my phone down whatever percentage is at I record everything and I put the episode out unedited. So you could get a full YouTube episode from me, all audio unedited. Or you could get half of a YouTube episode, all audio unedited. And what happens is... They edit, well, more so my guy, uh, Keith, he edits it and he has the full episode out. And you may miss something or you may not have missed anything. You'll get the unedited version all the way, or you'll get half of the unedited version and then the rest is just edited by him. So... I mean, I figured that would be something different compared to what everybody does as far as, you know, putting out podcasts and then putting out YouTube videos. But with that said, let's get right on into Spanimous. You know, it's been crazy. I never really don't talk about much outside of basketball. And. I mean, I rarely do watch football. I rarely do keep up with anything as far as football goes. And occasionally I do get in my feelings about, you know, my good old Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they haven't really done much for me to, you know, get excited about. I mean, everything has always been a downer. I've always had to talk junk about our quarterback, you know, Jameis Winston. And it's like a love-hate relationship, especially when, he has the potential to be freaking great. It's like a roller coaster ride with him. But you you see what it is especially when after this week where phew, he did his thing. Who do we play? Did we play Atlanta? I think we played Atlanta. Yeah, we played Atlanta. And he does what he does and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my gosh." and then he turns around and I'm pretty sure next week he's going to do something that just pisses everybody off but I'm going to leave that at that because I'm pretty sure a lot of people probably would hate me for my extremely biased and then caring opinions but no um I mean can we just say uh Lamar Jackson has arrived and Put the whole NFL on notice. And it's just scary that he is pretty much Michael Vick 2.0 minus the dog fighting. And then he he's one MVP. He has one MVP. But the only person, there are only two people that are close to him. And is Russell Wilson. And we've seen what Danger Russ is able to freaking do. And not saying what Lamar Jackson is doing isn't incredible, but it's freaking phenomenal. Because Russell Wilson is doing some amazing shit as well. It's just Lamar Jackson is literally like a video game quarterback. Right now. But I think the most overlooked player for MVP right now in the NFL happens to be Michael Thomas. And it's crazy to think of it in a sense as to why he's being overlooked. It's not crazy that he's being overlooked, it's understandable as to why. It's because he doesn't have the ball in his hands. The majority of the game. So it makes sense as to why. Running backs. Quarterbacks are always in the talk. For getting. You know MVP. But. Michael Thomas has put up some. Crazy numbers. And. With Drew Brees. Coming back. His numbers can only just get better. Like. I think they, I, I think I saw a stat to where he has more catches, more yards and touchdowns, I believe, than all of the Browns receivers. And Odell Beckham ain't no bitch. Jarvis Landry ain't no bitch. So for one receiver to have more yards and more touchdowns than those two says a lot. But the 49ers and the Ravens play this week. That's going to be a damn good game. But like I said, I mean, I rarely ever touch on football. That's my little take on it right now. But as far as the NBA season is gone, I'd be trying to put out these episodes, you know, in the morning. And then I forget. I, I I get caught up in doing stuff and then it hits you know 4 or 5 o'clock and all of a sudden I'm just like crap I gotta go to work I see a couple games at work and I'm like wow I can't put this out I gotta re-record it or something or whatever but I might have to just start putting these episodes out at night and letting y'all listen to them in the morning because the finals might have to go through LA and I mean that in the most unbiased way ever because I watched the Clippers play last night then I literally just watched the Lakers play tonight. And that's going to be scary. The only other team in the league I can see matching up with them right now is going to have to be Denver. And they just got a lot of good pieces around them. I mean. You got Jamal Murray. Gary Harris. Jeremy Grant. Jokic. All like just as far as being. Pieces to where. You got to keep them accountable. You got to watch out for them. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Eventually, he's he stays healthy and he continues. He shows that promise he has. They, there's that's gonna be a scary bunch. Like that's gonna be a, a real scary bunch to have to deal with. But yeah, like the Battle of L.A. That's that's gonna be beautiful all season. Every game they play against each other, hell. Even when they meet up in the playoffs, and yes, they are going to meet up in the playoffs because the Clips. Oh man, a healthy Paul George is looking scary. My guy said in the interview last night, "Yeah, I'm still breaking in my new shoulders." (laughs) Who says they're still breaking in new shoulders? And and giving buckets. While breaking in new shoulders, like he says, he's he's pretty much still not comfortable with them. And it was funny because you you see a lot of the memes around you know the internet that are, oh. You switch, you know, you call for a screen. You switch off. You have Paul George on. You call for a screen. Switch off. You get Kawhi. You switch off that screen. You got Patrick Beverly. The sad part about that meme is 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 literally true. I saw last night I I think it was what Luca called for a screen from uh Powell. And I think he had like Kawhi on him. As soon as that screen came up and he switched off, it was Paul George. And it was it literally was just to the point to where Luca just said fucking pass that hoe. but like they're gonna be freaking scary to watch especially once they get everything together because defensively once they have time to game plan in the playoffs oh that's gonna be a scary story that is gonna be a scary story and my biggest fear as far as what Paul George coming back Was how bad was it going to affect Lou Will. But it's almost just like offensively they just feed off of each other. And they just play the game. They say, F it. We're going to lock up on defense. So, I mean, offensive wise, I still think they're going to have, you know, those chemistry issues until they all, you know, play enough and get to do what it is they have to do. Defensively, that's that's a scary squad to have to deal with. No ifs, ands, or buts. Then the Lakers, they're just looking scary. I mean, it's, 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 it's no real, it's, it's obvious. I mean, LeBron getting injured, Might have been the best thing for him, especially this late in his career, because he got a whole offseason to chill. He got a whole offseason to relax. He got a whole offseason to not play an extra month or two months and be good. Because, I mean, he's... When he dunked on old Buddy, like I cringed. I cringed. I watched the game tonight, and he's just—he's taking a lot more. It was a lot more. He's—he's more attentive defensively. He's jumping, passing lanes. He—he's doing what we've come to realize he needs to do. He's happy. He's more spry. LeBron is being LeBron. And that and that is it's what's scary. And like I said, this offseason was a much needed rest for him. Um, KCP, he's he's finding his rhythm offensively, and oh, we everybody was making fun of him earlier in the year just off the fact that he made a few shacking the fool moments, but he's been locked in defensively. And he's his rhythm is coming, he's making shots now. So that's what's that that's what's good for LA Lakers. And then, I mean the unsung hero, honestly, has been uh, Danny Green, knocking down clutch shots, doing what he needs to do. But to me the real story for the Lakers and their success I know a lot of it is going to hang on. Anthony Davis being healthy. But their big man rotation. Like with AD. Dwight. Kuz. And McGee. That's a lot of length. It's a lot of shot blocking. And. It's just. With your last line of defense. Everybody being. You know rim protectors, and communication being the big key. If they continue that, it's 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 it's, it's scary. It's scary. Like I'm scared of anybody to have to deal with that. Um, I can say the most overhyped team in the league will probably be. Probably have to be Milwaukee. I just, I don't think they did enough to improve. I mean, I don't think, I don't think they're making it out of East. I don't think anybody in the East is really going to challenge. Philly. It's up. Well, honestly, let me stop lying. it probably be Toronto. All because Siakam is definitely playing at a crazy good level right now. He got that contract and said, I'll show you why you gave me that contract. And he has definitely done his thing. But I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do always will have a sleeper team that I think is going to make some noise. And one of them... Used to be Golden State till everybody got injured, and that's scary. That 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 I I hate I hate all the injuries that's going on. I hate all the injuries that have happened with Golden State. I hate that such a talent as D'Angelo Russell is being counted out and being like, oh yeah, they're finna trade him for a big man, cause if. You look at it like this. You get a healthy D Russ, a healthy Steph, a healthy Clay. With the way the league is going, you can run three guards. And Clay is going to guard a, a strong three. Clay is guarding LeBron. You put Steph off the ball, you put Clay off the ball you have to either cheat over towards Steph, you have to cheat over towards Clay, and de is going to give you buckets one-on-one. Or hypothetically, let's say Draymond runs point. Who are you going to cheat off of? Who are you not going to hedge off of an off-ball screen on? Like, that honestly was one of my sleeper teams. They were one of my sleeper teams till all these injuries hit. But Portland is definitely one of them. I mean, they got Whiteside, and Whiteside, I he wasn't a good fit in Miami. He just wasn't. He's he. His ego got in the way. He got that big payday and felt like, oh, I can chill. He has no back to the basket game, obviously. A lot of that showed in within the recent most recent games. Um and there's nothing against him, but it's just like you see a lot of players who came from getting rejected for a while and then all of a sudden have, you know, a good two, three years and then don't want to play up to their standard. But My biggest thing is, I'm not going to lie, what I'm most excited about is seeing how my heat play. They definitely did get... I won't say demolished, but... They got beat by... um, The Rockets tonight. I mean, Jimmy Buckets didn't play. So, you know, those nine points we lost by happened to be the fact that, you know, Jimmy Buckets ain't played. Because last time I checked, they beat him. So... Yeah, Miami is definitely going to be one of those teams. I mean, it's my favorite team. They're definitely going to be exciting to watch play. I mean, you know, un, you know, the dark horse of this rookie of the year race, Kendrick Nunn, um, you know, Bam actually being able to showcase his talents and and be what he's supposed to be. You know, they they got Miami on the right path, and it's it's beautiful to see. Like, it really is beautiful because they did what they needed to do. Everybody was, oh, they just lost their best player in Jason Richardson. But truthfully, Jason Richardson put up all those numbers because he needed to be the focal point. You know what I mean? So, it's not like Miami lost anything. It was, you got a solidified scoring leader in Jimmy Butler. And Jason Richardson went from being that guy to being a guy. So, I love it. I love it. I love it. I I love the trade. I mean, it worked out for both franchises, obviously, in the grand scheme of things. It only worked out for one player. Happened to be Jimmy Buckets. So, yeah, that... That definitely happened. Um, it's good to see uh, Derrick Rose out hooping again. I mean, I know he was out for a while with injury, but before injury, Reggie Jackson, your job was really in question. Like, very, very, very much in question. So, that that definitely was that The biggest, the most beautiful thing I think I've seen all year right now is this rookie of the year race. I mean, I would honestly say if Miami makes it to the playoffs, if Miami is a top five seed in the East, then depending on the numbers, it's between Hero and um, None. Because the only other rookie to put up Scoring numbers like that was Kevin Durant. And none is, none is a walking bucket right now. That's almost like once he gets and grasps that understanding or just with a player like Jimmy Butler, who's just hard nose with Pat Riley. In the front office and with Spoelstra as your coach, and a lot of people sleeping on Spoelstra, saying, oh, he had these players. That's the only reason he won the you know, playoffs, you know, won the rings. But if you look at the last three four years where he hasn't had a solidified superstar, where he hasn't had any superstar, and... Miami State competitive, that speaks volumes. That legit speaks volumes. So, with that being said, I mean, that's really all I can I can say about, you know, the NBA right now and just everything going on. And it, it's been beautiful. It's been very beautiful. But y'all know how Slim Skywalker is. Y'all know what I really, really, like to talk about, especially because I'm an avid TV watcher. Got some more hoes on the itinerary. itinerary. Too many hoes, I need itinerary. like 10 of me. Diamond so yellow, looking so, like yeah, some cute This is one of my favorite sections of all the Spanimous because I realized I never knew I was a big fan of anime till about four or five years ago. And I say that because, I mean, I watch Yu Yu show, Sailor Moon. Don't even try to judge me on Sailor Moon, because I know a lot of y'all back in the younger days used to feel like y'all could be tuxedo Mask Saving the chick, and all of a sudden, they'd be so confused. They'd be in the middle of a crisis, and out of nowhere, a rose come in, you know, saving. So y'all can go on and hold that thought about trying to be funny by Sailor Moon. Um, you know, obviously Dragon Ball Z back when, you know, you used to have to wake up early in the morning. Uh, shoot. What else? I said, Yuya yeah, show Dragon Ball Z, um, Sailor Moon. What else? What else did I get caught up into? Gosh, that's all I could think of right now, but I mean... You know, you never realize, oh, yeah, I used to watch Bleach. I never thought Bleach was anime. Well, I never really looked at them as anime. I just looked at them as regular cartoons. And, you know, as I got older, I mean, honestly, up until a few years ago, what really got me watching anime even heavier was when Dragon Ball Super came out. And... I used to watch it on YouTube, I promise you. I would watch each episode on YouTube at, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning and it would be subbed and it just, it became natural. So that was like the biggest thing is when Super came out back in 2015. That was like one of the big catalysts for me to watch it was just to get in a different anime and then all of a sudden you'd watch that Oh, yeah, Trigun was definitely one of them, you know. So it was a few shows out there I'd watched, but I never looked at or thought was anime. But anyways, you know, a few of my freaking favorites. Obviously, Black Clover is definitely one of them. And with this whole war thing going on, it's gotten crazy. I mean, Asta definitely just unlocked a, a new sword and it's able to absorb, you know, the effects of magic. So, for instance, it was when Asta and know went to go save Hodge Village and the guy who got reincarnated oddly as a elf, he had like some type of plant magic and it poisoned, you know, the pastor, their dad and the sword that came out even after the magic was done it had that lasting effect of poisoning and killing him and asta's sword was able to absorb it so it's like it's, it's just a lot that's been going on in black clover obviously the most recent episode you know charmy vanessa and was it magma yeah it was magma and luck got sent to the dream world But, um, these episodes to me haven't been that exciting most recently, you know? I mean, I appreciate that show getting everybody back together, but I think I was more excited about seeing a lot of the characters' individual growth, like Noelle getting, you know, her shine where, uh, big brother Nozel pretty much put his feelings out there to where he was like, nah. no. I wasn't you know being mean to you just to be mean to you I was being mean because I didn't want you to be in any type of danger and I felt like that was just the best way of protecting you and you going to the black bulls I felt like nothing was going to happen and all of a sudden he just sees all his growth and it's It's crazy to see how all her siblings resented her because her mom was like, no, I'm going to have this baby, even if it means I have to die. Because that's just like a parent's love. And she literally takes right on after. I mean, obviously after, you know, cis fusion, as, (laughs) as Yami would say. We we'll call her when they took them up on the mountain to learn how to use the mana skin, the mana skin, more so to say. So y'all don't correct me, even though y'all will. But it goes to show that, yeah, I I think the individual growth of the 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 characters was a lot better than, you know, the growth of everybody. Like just showing the growth of the whole, the whole clan. Cause I I enjoyed that a lot more. I enjoyed that a lot more. Cause I mean, you saw Noel going to her own. I love how they're making Zora a team player, but Zora might be Captain Petty of all of anime next to. I don't know who might be the pettiest. You know, anime character. That's that's something for a whole another story. But um, I, I, I like everything that's going on with Black Clover right now. I mean, it, it's beautiful. It is extremely beautiful. Um, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Like I said, I mean, these last couple episodes, I was I don't know. I wasn't a fan of it because I think it was just so much... It was just so much character development that they just... Might have made it feel rushed. But then. Who's to say that. It might be something more to it. But. um, My biggest. I, I promise you my biggest question right now. That I still am waiting to get answered is. When are we going to hear about. The Wizard King's death. Not rarely call him Wizard King. Always just say Julius, because Julius was a bad motherfucker until he died. So when when are they gonna hear about that? Why like when is the, you know, the Clover King gonna hear about that? But that's my biggest question right now. That's my biggest concern. And that's just what I want to know. What's about to happen. Um, Another show. Another anime I just started watching was. Assassin's Pride. And. It's about. This chick not having no mana. And she has to. uh, And they hire her. An instructor. To pretty much. Figure out a way to unlock her mana. Long story short. He's an assassin. Hired by. Pretty much by another group. And. He's supposed to kill her. Before her power unlocks. But. He ends up. Seeing. How prideful she is. To defeat people without her mana. That when it does unlock. It alternates everything that he wanted to you know his whole game plan and yeah it's a, it's interesting it is a good show i mean i i like it i mean i rarely ever watch i don't think outside of probably sailor moon i don't think i've ever watched that an anime where it's you know the primary the predominant you know main character is female so yeah that's that's what that is right there as far as Assassin's Pride but um Fire Force is getting fucking good I will say this if you hate spoilers you might want to stop listening right now Benny is the fucking truth like Benny is just an OG Benny might be the Jiraiya of Fire Force. And it, it's awesome what the fuck he's doing. Like, when the Evangelists in White Cloud attacked uh, his town, and Conroe pretty much said, bro, you just got to step up. You got to let these people know this is, this is your town. And he literally told all right, everybody punch yourselves. Whether you're real or fake, you just don't fight till somebody says, all right, it's over with. And that really did happen. But now Benny is, is, is literally like the drive because. Shinra had to fight his brother. Let me rephrase that. Shinra got his ass beat by his little brother. And Benny is probably the only person that can train Shinra right now. He showed him the most recent episode. That there are different little hand signs. Or pretty much as chakra points. To how to control your flames. And since Benny's... Benny's... Um, pyrokinesis is in his hand or since he's the second, third generation, I was, if you watch, so you see that Benny can manipulate and can manipulate you know, fire and his power to where he can control it and just, you have to watch it to understand it a little bit more, but shinra only can obviously he has the adola burst which they consider like the purest form of fire and hence the reason they call him the devil's foot but no benny just showed him one of the uh the hand signs to control his uh his flames which are through his feet and yeah that's gonna be amazing um I do want to say this, uh, Captain Obi is just OP strong, like, him and Benny got into it. And Benny definitely had to use some shit that was damn near gonna kill him, but Conroe said, nah, you better not do it. And Conroe definitely almost risked his life to make sure he didn't. One of the biggest shows, I'm not gonna say the biggest show, but one of my favorite shows that I still continue to watch has been Sword Art. And obviously last time we talked with it was about uh Alice season with a whole um, soul flux thing. And it came back with this in the last season of uh, Underworld. And uh, it's left Kirito, you know, like emotionless. Like he's legit in a wheelchair holding usual sword and holding his sword. And then Alice, who was like the the, the program that is supposed to pretty much be able to save whatever it is that they have to save. Um, she has to protect Kitty too, but they um they uh is it's, it's a lot going on. I like how like underworld is starting to connect with a uh, gun Gale. And it has, and a lot of what happened at the end of uh, Alice's in the first half of uh, this season of Sword Art. Last episode, the obviously the island got attacked where they're at, and it happened to be the people who were in Gun Gale. My biggest thing right now was trying to figure out when they're about to put Asuna in, because I think I'm at like it's like episode eight or nine. And asana still hasn't stepped in in every episode I watch I'm sitting here like oh Kirito's about to show his ass and then one of the integrity knights ends up growing some balls and doing what they're supposed to do so I'm I'm, I'm yeah I'm really mm, I'm invested in that and I say mm, a lot of time because I really am invested in it but Coming down from my Demon Slayer high, yes, you know, like two, three months later, I'm still coming down from it, but my hero is still doing his thing. And a lot of people, I've had a few people say that the way Demon Slayer ended, it kind of is taking away from what is going on with my hero. But I don't look at it that way. I think what's happening now is... My hero is about to build up for what's going to happen. Because...
1: Overhaul
0: is definitely... Definitely not a bitch. We've seen that. We saw he walked up into the League of Villains. We see how he exploded some arms. And then out of nowhere... You know, little, you know, little quirk deactivator got shot. So I know that's coming up. I mean, I love how they're doing it right now. It's, I think these last two or three episodes have kind of, they kind of put you right there at the edge and then they're like, all right, we're going to leave you here. Like they're just holding you to where once everything, Hits the fan. It's a wrap. And. I'm all for it. I need. I need it all. I need. I need to see. What's all about to happen. Because. Whew. I'm dumb. Excited for that. But. Shoot. I hate waiting every week to watch it. I really do. So. So. We got time, we got uh, time. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. This, this last quarter of the year for music to me has been heaven. It's just been me finding A lot of shit I ain't listened to. And then just a few artists I rock with putting out stuff. In particular, I mean, Wale with his album. Wow. That's crazy. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Promise all everything. It's a whole fucking vibe. It's just, it's something you can just sit down and rock out to. You can either play it on random. And let it go, or you can listen to it, you know, chronologically. Is is beautiful, and I love it. I love it. But on top of that, you got Gucci with Waptober Two and shit. That album with that with one song made me make this time. So, yeah, that that did happen. That really did happen. But, um, Toby Weakway came out with, you know, his usual four original album. He has his uh, Tiny Desk songs on there. And just the way he did that whole thing was amazing. I love, I'm just a big fan of Toby Weakway. No ifs, ands, or buts. And it's because he talks for the culture. And what he is doing and how he's connecting with all these artists from, you know, Houston, Texas is what Tampa should be able to do. Like, it shouldn't take a comedian turned artist no disrespect to Lil Duval, but it should not take no comedian turned artist to have to hop on an already great song to get it noticed by the rest of the world. So yeah, Tampa can definitely be like that. Everybody just needs to get their heads out their ass and not have, you know, that that crab in a bucket mentality because I see it everywhere. I see it. But anyways, Toby Wigwe is definitely one of my favorite artists. He's definitely in my top five. Um, And then uh, Eric Bellinger just came out with uh, Cousin Season 3. Of all these albums that have come out right now, that four originals, it's good. I mean, Toby Weeway will literally put out a song every week, every Sunday more so. If you know about Toby Weeway, he has his little Get Twisted Sundays where he will put out a song with Fat, you know, doing his hair. And they've he's kept true to putting a song out every Sunday before he drops an album. And then he'll somehow piece every song in that that he's done he'll piece it together for an album but um this one was definitely good I did not realize how how great it was until I listened to it you know a second or third time and once I played it on random I was a little disappointed it was over then I played it all the way through, and I was a little disappointed that it was over. But it's just like, it's quality over quantity, and that's what a lot of artists fail to realize. That um that Gucci album, Gucci definitely, of all his albums, he definitely put quality over quantity on this one, because it's probably, I think, 12, 13 songs, and... I listen to it, you know, twice in a day, and I'm just like, shit, run it back. But that Big Booty with uh, Megan Stallion, that is, is definitely a hit. It's definitely a hit. Then Tootsie's, obviously, strip club down in Miami. But... That uh this Eric Bellinger coming to season three. He definitely put quality and quantity in this one because it was just a whole a whole ass fucking vibe. I'm a big RB fan and I loved it. I enjoyed it. I know for sure it's definitely gonna be put in rotation. But one of the artists that I definitely snuck up in into being one of my favorites was black. And he said, Yeah, he on my band called Six Likes because people were stubborn. But no, outside of just his albums, you know, his music he put out himself, but just him on, you know, a few futures. Like, uh, I don't know how you say her name. Is it Nao? It's spelled N-A-O. I hope I said it right, cause I used to butcher other artists' names. Like I used to say Division D V S N, till I got corrected. And told it was Division. But yeah, he has a song with the uh, You Say. He has a song with the uh, Summer Walker. And then he has a uh, imported with Jesse Riz, and. I promise you, on everything, I play that song at least eight times a day, and I don't get tired of it. Just because they made that song amazing. But music is life, and life is music. And I've come to realize people talk about vibrations, but um Music is vibrations and it touches you in certain ways. Which is why I think we're able to, you know, connect with certain things. Like with music, with people who listen to certain shit. But The weekend just came out with the song called uh, Heartless. And normally, you know, when he puts a single out, he hasn't really he hasn't been on social media much until this came out unless uh unless IG is just like, you know, hiding him from me, you no know, homo. But that means the album's on the way. Definitely means something great is in, in in the making. But yeah, The Weeknd definitely just put something out. Everyone's like, "Oh, He hasn't, you know, he's starting to put out all these heartbreaking songs because of Selena Gomez. But nah, if you, if you listen to his first three mixtapes, The Weeknd has always been a dark person. He's just kind of returning to who he needs to be. I don't think it should have took a heartbreak for him to do that. But yeah, he's turning into, he's reverting back to what made him that guy. And you can't be mad about it I mean he does look like Maxwell right now but anywho I'm just glad y'all were able to stay up and, and enjoy all of this beautiful stuff that I've been talking about um don't worry I'm, I got a lot more shit to talk I mean the NBA season has been crazy so I gotta make sure I'll I, I sit down and put what I need to put out before I watch a game if it ain't early in the morning or in the middle of the night oh it's going to take some time but this NBA season has been great, music has been great, anime has been great Um. I'll definitely let you know about Seven Deadly Sins within the next week or so because they've been putting out some good stuff and it's is making everything awesome. So, appreciate y'all tuning in to Spanimous. Uh All my Spanamites, thank you. Let's keep it going. And if there's anything you, any suggestions that y'all want me to hear about as far as music, as far as anime, as far as watching any sports, you know, hit my inbox underscore s p a n i m u s on ig and then let's do it you know